Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to season two of My Friends Are Cooler Than Me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Please sit down, please hold your applause. Ladies and gentlemen, we're recording this on Easter Sunday, and I feel like that's very fitting, because just like how Jesus rose from the dead on his third day, this podcast must now rise from the dead in its third month of death. And yes, I just compared this podcast to Jesus. I don't see any other apt description of this podcast, but I digress. I'm sitting here with, uh, could you please state your name, sir? Sam Perino. Hey, Sam. <laughs> hey, Dad. Uh, this is my um, this is my father, my very first friend, you might say. Um, Dad, now you're kind of a you're kind of an icon uh, with some of my friends. How you know? so? I don't know. You're just this kind of mythical being. I feel like how, do, how does <laughs> How does that make you feel? <laughs> it makes me feel great. I yeah. love all your friends. Sure. <laughs> yeah. How um how has it been just kind of like integrating yourself into my my friends, like their parents and everything? I've loved every minute. Uh, I've made a lot of friends through theater mm-hmm. and uh, it's keeping me young. Yeah? Yeah. How old, how, uh, how old are you? <laughs> <laughs> Next question. <laughs> um. Yeah, so we are currently on complete lockdown. We don't want to talk about it too much just because everyone is talking about it, but we can't help but mention it. Um, I'm just curious, like, have you lived through anything that has, like, come close to what we're living through now? Like, The only thing I could say is a gas shortage of 1974, I believe it was, when you couldn't get gas to go anywhere. But this is nothing like I've ever seen before. Yeah. It's weird because it, it, I don't. I don't know if there's ever been a time that, like, literally everyone in the world is, like, going through the exact same no, thing. You know what I mean? It's been awful. Yeah. It's been rough for me because I've been kind of having to hold the reins and keep you here. Yeah. Yeah. Thank how's, you. Thank you very much. <laughs> how's that been? Uh, it's been fine. I appreciate you taking care of me. Yeah. I'm just making up for all the times you didn't let me go out. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> So you and I are kind of, well, I mean, we're similar in, all, in a lot of ways, but we kind of have the same upbringing through, like, performing and everything like that. Can you kind of talk yeah. about that a little bit? Yeah, I started when I was in fourth grade. Mm-hmm. I auditioned for a high school musical at King and I. I, I got the part as one of the King's little kids, <laughs> and uh, I loved it. And yeah. in uh, freshman year in high school, I was in the chorus for Kiss Me, Kate, Mm. musical uh i was in variety shows i was in uh music man as the shapoopy guy marcellus washburn uh-huh. uh i got thrown out of a bar in my fair lady and i was in this the was chorus was that this was a show yes yeah the show <laughs> my fair lady and then i was in the chorus for uh uh sound of music oh yeah what yeah. what was your favorite kind of experience going through it or some of your favorites music man was yeah. probably one of the best ones yeah mm-hmm. it was fun do you have any like because i know me personally there's always like some like backstage stories about oh you don't want to hear my backstage no. stories <laughs> <laughs> no 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 <laughs> no i had kind of a reputation in high school really <laughs> yeah really? well next question let's skip that part <laughs> 
Do you have any that um, will keep you out of prison by any chance? <laughs> oh, no, oh, keep me out of prison. Oh, God. Um, was there any, like, what what kept you from performing? Because you're obviously you're not doing that anymore. I graduated high school. Well, yeah. <laughs> I just didn't pursue it anymore. I did I did go to the uh, American Conservatory of Music in Chicago for about six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was it. Yeah. What what stopped you from doing that? Money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Back then it was $25 an hour for lessons. Wow. It's a lot of money. What kind of stuff did you do there? I was doing uh, singing and drama. Huh. That's cool. Did you kind of just always want to do that? Yeah, I did. I do karaoke all the time. You know mm-hmm. that. He kills it. I love it. it. Yeah. And uh, being in the booster club has kind of kept me close to it. So it's yeah. been fun. Yeah. Um, so you are, you're a painter. Obviously, mm-hmm. what kind of got you into that? Because you started your own business. I don't know. I just got, I just got into it. I saw these yeah. guys, they were building a new uh, apartment complex and I asked them if they needed help painting and I got started and that was it. So you quite famously in the family with your business and everything, you don't really like help in your business. You've no. always been like a one man job. You've owned your own thing. You don't really. Why is that? Because I'm a real tough boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd rather do it myself. So I remember you used to have workers, right? Not too long. Yeah. Not for not too long. They drove me crazy. Yeah. Not showing up on time and doing things wrong. <laughs> Remember we uh we painted a uh, dry cleaners together. Mm-hmm. Remember that? That was right before I I left for Chicago. For you the were first supposed time. to go to Chicago on an early morning flight, and mm-hmm. I was gonna drop you off and then go paint this laundromat, and then your flight got canceled. So I said, "Well, we're up. Let's you come and help me paint." And then we got you on a later flight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what have you been doing? <laughs> 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 what have you been doing in this uh, in this trying time? I've worked a little bit, but mostly it's been sitting on the freaking couch. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing really else. There's nothing to do. I, several times I, I would go to call my friends see if they want to go out to breakfast or dinner until I remember that there was no place to go. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> what kind of stuff have you been watching? Reruns of reruns of Chicago PD uh-huh. and uh, SVU. Yeah. That's about it. That's the thing. Do you think, because in the long run, this is, it sucks, but it's the smartest thing to do right now. Well, there's think? nothing else to do. Yeah. I mean, why would you want to go out? I mean, the only time I want to go out is when I have to go grocery shopping, but you mm-hmm. won't let me because I'm I don't sorry. like sending you to the store without knowing what we need. I know. But, uh there's nothing else to do. You can't be yeah. upset about it. Yeah. Do you think, because you you told me you used to live near an airfield uh, during, like, the Cuban missile, missile crisis? Oh, airfield, right? yeah. What was, I mean, was that kind of similar to this? Because you said that you would, like, stay up at night. Well, it was scary because we can hear the planes coming in for landing all the time. And when a missile crisis was going on, most of, most of the planes coming into the airfield were still prop planes. And every time I hear a prop plane coming in, after I go to bed, I would get nervous that they were going to drop a bomb or something. <laughs> How do you think this would have gone if, like, this exact thing would have happened, like, when you were a kid? It's hard to say. I, I don't know. I really don't know. Did pandemics even 
exist back then? No, well, I'm sure they did, but not, not around <laughs> no, me. No, of course. What did you do as a kid just to pass the time? I We loved playing baseball. We'd play in summertime, we'd be on a ball field every morning mm-hmm. by 11 o'clock and play baseball all the time. Wow. Yep. So those cheesy, like, like the Sandlot. That's a very that's Sandlot. a very accurate movie. Absolutely. Huh. Absolutely. That's cool. Did and it, I was a home run king. You were the home run king. I was a home run king of our group. Yep. Really? So you yeah. were you were kind of like the top dog amongst, yeah, yeah, amongst your friend group. Yeah, I was the lead troublemaker. How so? <laughs> I was just the lead troublemaker. What did you What did you do? Uh, senior year, it was bike day, and uh, we were a bunch of us riding our bikes to school, and on my command, I said, "Let's." go through the halls with our bikes and <laughs> we no left way. tire marks all over the floor. Nice. And by the time the principal saw it, he stopped everybody. But of course I was already long gone. A couple of us had already passed the principal's office. So we didn't get in trouble. So it was your, it was your, it was my idea. And you didn't get in trouble. And I didn't get in That's trouble. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's a smart person. What? <laughs> What uh, what was the punishment for? I you know I don't even remember. Wow, I don't think it was too bad. Huh? But I didn't get caught. <laughs> that was crazy. You don't really hear that much about senior pranks like that anymore. One senior prank, they put the uh, principal's. We had a pond in front of the school, and they pushed the principal's car in a pond. Are you that was serious? a couple of years after I graduated. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's just that's just malicious. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's just criminal. My, yeah, uh, mom told me that um, when she was in high school, they they had like this um, courtyard area, and what they did is they dropped like a bunch of chickens in the courtyard, and they went into like the school and everything. And but that wow. was a different time. Yeah, they used to have that courtyard to like smoke in the like in the high school. Yeah, I know. I, some of the kids smoked in my high school. Not yeah. too many. Is like me. the the tobacco scene in uh, Sandlot. Is that very accurate? Yeah, I don't remember seeing. I don't think I've ever remember? watched the whole movie. Really? Yeah. There's a part um, where actually, whenever we used to watch the Sandlot at like summer camp or everything, they would always turn it off. Um, but <laughs> they all the guys they buy like a huge thing of tobacco. Yeah. And they are they all start chewing it, and so they go on all these. They're at an amusement park. And they go on all these rides, and they end up swallowing the, oh. the tobacco because they're on the rides. And they're all puke. And they all throw oh. up on the rides. And they oh. <laughs> oh. You have a story that you told me about that you got, when you got caught smoking no. when you were a little kid. I was 10 years old. <laughs> okay. My parents owned a, a restaurant, and Grandpa had to have oral surgery. So uh, Grandma and me and my sister, who was only like 13 at the time, I would wash dishes. She would wait on tables. There were no child labor laws back then. But, uh, yeah, I took a pack of cigarettes from the register area. I was washing dishes, and my mom came back there, went to the bathroom. She said, were you smoking? I said, no, I wasn't smoking. I said, maybe the exhaust fan backed up. Now, that was pretty smart. That's pretty smart. Response for a 10-year-old. Look at you. So, finally, I went up to her and said, well, if I tell you the truth, are you going to tell Dad? She said, no. And I told her what I did. She said, go call your father. I said, you said you weren't going to tell him. She said, I'm not. You are. So, <laughs> of course, he just had oral surgery. So when I told him, he just kind of mumbled a couple things that I had no idea what he said. Mm-hmm. That's cool. <laughs> Were they very strict? Yeah, not really. Yeah. Not really. My grandmother watched us a lot while they worked, so. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you like do anything with her or do you just with my grandmother? Yeah. No, she was too old for me. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next question. Next question. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so um, <laughs> you go through high school, like performing and everything, and then you start with your, like, um, at the music academy. So, what did you do once you stopped taking those classes? I took some computer classes for a while, and then just worked. You had to work. Yeah. What, yeah. what were the computer classes? It that, was back, was like- and actually, I was doing really good at school. It was computer school, and this is when we would. Uh, Use computer cards. You know, you have to type in the program. You know, type everything in, put Cobalt and all this, these other programs. And uh, I was doing very well. And then went went to class one night, and the doors were locked. That they had closed the school. That was the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> that was the end of that. Managed restaurants, painted construction for a while. Mm-hmm. That's it. Wow! Didn't you get like real big? Once you started managing uh, restaurants? I was up to like 240 pounds until your brother Michael was born. And uh, I, I couldn't do that anymore. So I'd come home every night and put him in the stroller. We'd walk two miles every night. I got down 185. And wow. Yeah. Nice. Pretty cool. And you, you've you been down ever since. Well, I've been down ever since. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So you mentioned uh, my brother. So we are nearing the end of... Uh, the high school years for all of your sons. That's right. How how's that been feeling this past year? Emotional. Yeah. Yep. I think you've been funding the uh, Kleenex company with all of your. Yeah, very how much. much so. you've been crying. <laughs> <laughs> all my theater friends call me the crybaby, so but yeah. that's okay. It's okay. I mean, what kind of what kind of thing goes through your head when you're just thinking about this past year? It's gone way too fast, and of course, with all this. COVID-19 stuff, it's kind of depressing because there's a lot of things that we're not going to be able to do for the seniors. Yeah. But uh, can't be upset at things you can't control. That's good. Yeah. You know, what are you going to do? That's okay. I mean, we were still able to, um, like Mike, when he got married a few months ago, we were still able to go to that, which is nice, yeah. you know. But, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's okay. Yeah. Me personally, I'm just kind of taking it, obviously, one day at a time. You know I mean, like, there's nothing because – it kind of does no good to just like sit and wallow and like remorse over. Of oh. course, we can be sad well, over yeah. the you know what's happening, but I think like if we just like look forward to the future, and if like if say like for example, like I am getting everything settled for college and everything, so now I have something to look forward to. So now I have a reason to stay in and right. to not prolong whatever we're doing right, right. now. Right, right. Because truthfully, um. It, it just seems kind of reckless, the people that are just not following rules right now. Oh, they're now. stupid. Yeah. They're stupid. It, it, um, I don't know, like, it's been weird because I, uh, like, whatever, I still, you know, I do our grocery shopping and everything like that. And so I go out and I go out and run and everything. And it doesn't, it almost doesn't feel like there's less people out, which is weird. It, if anything, sometimes it feels like there's more cars mm-hmm. than normal. Um, which Especially is, at the grocery stores. Yeah. People at Walmart are ridiculous. That parking lot is jammed yeah. every day. Seriously. How much can they eat? <laughs> How much toilet paper do they need? Yeah. If people would just shop like they normally did before, exactly. everything would be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's never um, 
It's really weird. I, and I get like super anxious, but with how crowded these places yeah, are. Yeah, I know. You know, especially because, I mean, the other day I was at the park and I was running and I had to like leave because I got, there were so many people there that I was just overwhelmed. Really? Because I still, because I mean, obviously you stay as far away from people as possible. Whenever I like pass people and I run, I, I hold my breath because I don't know what they have. I don't I... know what, because there's so many uncertainties to it right. to where I can't worry. I can't worry that I'm just being silly. With oh, right. certain precautions. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, it's just really weird, you know. Well, them. first time I went to the store and I had the mask and gloves on, I felt a little self-conscious. But yeah. then it's like, hey, I don't care what I look like. Exactly. <laughs> you can't. You can't. And I feel a lot of people are breaking out of this mentality, me included. Like, you can't feel bad for protecting yourself, nope. protecting your family. Like, And that's probably one of the hardest things to do because I think this generation especially has been taught has been pumped and like empathy has been pumped into them yeah. our entire lives, which is not a bad thing at all. Like it's right. a great thing. Um, but we are reached with this dilemma where we need to start putting ourselves forward. And we've been taught from, I have been taught from kindergarten to not be selfish, to share, to not, you know what I mean? Right. But this is the time where we need to do that. Absolutely. It's scary. I was at Tom Thumb one day and uh, there was a lady in front of me and then she stepped over to the, Cooler where the, they serve individual bottles of, of drinks, you know, okay. no gloves on. She was like touching two or three of them and then decided not, not to take one. Ridiculous. I almost told her and I should have said, what the hell are you doing? It's ridiculous. You just bought those. Yeah. You know? it's, and um, it's truly ridiculous. When all, when all this stuff was starting and we, we were still in school and everything. Um, and it for a little bit, it was like a bit of a, we were so scared of it that it was kind of being a bit of a joke. Yeah. And there were videos of people who had masks on and they like, there was this guy on a subway and he had a mask on and he would lick his hand and start rubbing the pole on the subway. Stupid. And there's people who are still going out and they're like sick and like, they're being charged as like, that's a criminal offense now. Like in Italy, I heard like, if you are sick and you're out of your house, you you're uh, charged with like intentional, intentional manslaughter or something like that, which like it should be like it. It's something that like, it seems ridiculous and it seems like something that's just straight out of like a Ray Bradbury book. But like, I think these extremes are needed. Like of the course. extreme punishments, because I don't like, I don't understand like what's not clicking. Well, the thing is you should err on a side of what's I can't like prepare for the worst. You mean? Well, if you're going to make a mistake, make a mistake for the good instead of the bad. Awesome. In other words, be overly yeah. Be cautious, overly cautious yeah. and be safe than to just say, well, it's not going to happen to me and go yes. out and, you I was, know. I was talking with uh, Jay about this. Shout out, Jay. And he um, said that he read something like, um, we, we, so like, we don't know right now if we are overreacting, but once, but in the future, we will, if we, Underreact, we will know in the future that we, you know what I mean? Like hindsight's yes. 2020. It'd be more, it, it, if we don't overreact now, we won't be able uh, to we react. We won't be at able all. to react at all. Yeah, of course. And it's it's weird that, like, because gas right now, last time I checked, is like a dollar 30 right now. I know. Welcome to the 70s. Everybody's got long hair, and yeah. our gas is going to be under a dollar pretty soon. Mm-hmm. I colored my hair within a week. <laughs> I I was a I was an early one. Yep. You're growing your hair out. I think yeah. it looks nice. Yeah, well, I don't like it. So. Really? You ha- you used to have some long <laughs> yeah, flowing hair. Many years ago. Yeah. <laughs> what if I, can I get you to, can I get you to color your hair? No. 
<laughs> no. We just we'll start no. some, some Don't just even <laughs> think about it. No. Grow old gracefully. Yes. Ugh. Do you remember when um when I was a little kid, we would go out in public and uh people would think that you were my grandpa? Oh yeah. I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Did you ever take offense to that? No, never. That's good. Never. I thought it was funny. It's funny. Because it was, we would mess with people. Because we would, I remember very distinctly, we were at a um, a Rough Riders baseball game, and we were on the the lawn, right? Mm-hmm. So we had our whole thing set up, and this these guys, this um, father and daughter sitting next to us, I was like seven. He mistakenly called you uh, my grandfather, and he was like overly apologetic, like he was like I freaking remember. out with how <laughs> I remember, sorry he was, but. Yeah, I, and I, I never took offense to it because I always loved the look on people's faces when I told them I was a dad. <laughs> Me too. It's funny. It used to. I used to tell people all the time. I still tell people a lot just because I think it's interesting. But um, it never really occurred to me how, I guess, different it was. Or not necessarily different, but just um, it didn't occur to me until I was about – like fifth grade, maybe sixth grade, that I had like an older dad than yeah. most. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was interesting because like um, we were never. I mean, you did what you could, but we were never really able to like run around a whole lot. Oh, we did really. too. I was gonna you say did? the reason you didn't feel that way is because we did so much together. We used to play That's soccer true. in the backyard with Lucy and okay, yeah. run around, and that I just take we took you all to the pool every weekend, and oh uh, yeah, you know we always looked forward to Memorial Day weekend. We'd spend three days at the pool. <sighs> You know? That was such an iconic pool. Yeah. You know how everyone – I feel like this is true with everyone. Everyone has their iconic pool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like with us, it was uh, like Rosemead yeah. was it called. Um, and we would – yeah, we would go there like every day All in the summer. All the time. Mm-hmm. If we went there now, though, we'd think it was kind of like, oh, this is crappy. I think it would be like lame. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, I, I was thinking about that. Looking back on it, it was kind of a um, – I don't know. It was kind of small. It only had like no, it was two – nice. It, it was boring, like, the first, very first year and maybe part of the second year when we would go because we had to be stay in a small pool. Oh, yeah. And they didn't have the any water slides at that point. You know, right? and then after a year or two, then, you know, you were able to – and I used to have to carry you. Then you were able to walk in the pool by yourself. And then we yeah. went to the big pool, but I had to carry you around. Mm-hmm. And then after another year or two, you were able to just go in there by yourself. And mm-hmm. remember the first time you went off the diving board and – it's fun. Yeah. Can I tell fun. you there's one story that's associated with that? So when I was in God. Somewhere between like kindergarten and second grade, one of those years. So we uh, I would go to this daycare uh, called Kids Play Two yeah. with uh, Miss Bo, Bo. Bogina. Yep. And <laughs> there was this girl that also went there, her name was Mia, right? And we yeah. uh, were like, you know how young people like little kids have like little crushes and stuff like that. Yeah. That was us, right? So there was a big scandal in the daycare because her and I kissed, oh. right? And we, as soon as it happened, we, like, denied it, denied it, denied it. Miss Bo, like, called our parents and everything like that. I don't remember that. Yes. So, well, because I didn't, I lied about it. Oh. <laughs> um, and so, because it was, like, this big scandal, right? And so um, her family also went to that pool. And so we would run into them every now and then. And I remember distinctly that I was... I think I was embarrassed or I didn't want you guys finding out about it. So I like ignored them. Like I would like, I saw them. And I like ran away <laughs> and I think I like demanded that we left. Oh, geez. pretty sure. Um, 
No, yeah, there was um, I don't think I have any bad memories from that pool. I never like fell or got hurt or anything. No, we had fun. The only time you ever got hurt, I remember the one time we went to Hawaiian Falls, and I couldn't find you. You were in a kids park area, and mm-hmm. I couldn't find you. And then all of a sudden, people were rushing over, and one of the guards was carrying you. I don't know if you sprained your ankle or something. I do remember this. Yeah. I don't remember what happened. I think I you think, sprained your ankle. I I honestly think that it was something that like I was over dramatizing and I was like, oh, everyone look at me. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. While I, your dad's having a heart attack, no, wondering yeah. <laughs> where you were. I do. I distinctly remember being yeah. carried by the lifeguard. Yeah. Yep. And I, I think I was like, oh, act hurt or something like that. <laughs> I um. Well, I did that all the time. I would. I mean, I fake when I was a little kid. I fake being sick all the time. No shit. You don't think I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, I didn't think. Okay. <laughs> it was always the same thing every day, too. Stomach ache. Yep, stomach ache and a headache. Yep. To a point where I convinced doctors that I had irritable bowels. Do you know how expensive that costs us? I had to take you to specialists and all this stuff. Here, we thought it was because you are going, we were going through a divorce and you were like anxious. Just oh, I you're, you're I just, grounded, I just, man. You're I just grounded. didn't want to go to school. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, truth comes out. It's okay. We do it for the listeners. Yeah. Yeah. So, how was I, um, <sighs> child wise, based to. Uh, oh, you were a very good to, kid. You were a good kid. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Nice. What about compared to the other ones? Mm, hard to tell. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to tell. And, you know. Yeah. Everybody's different. They were all good. All. Or you guys were good kids. Yeah. We were, I mean, we were all born in different generations. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Yep. Do you think, like, we've been talking about it a lot, but do you think, like, looking back on, like, your education in college and everything, do you think you would have done anything different? It's a good thing you're sitting here. What do you mean? <laughs> There's a lot I would have done different. Oh, yeah. <laughs> huh. Like what? <laughs> you know what I mean. No, no. You you always have regrets when you get older, thinking back. I like, should have done this. I could have done that. But mm-hmm. you know, uh, can't change the past. Yeah. So I'm happy with the way things are. That's good. Yeah. Look at you. You're a happy grandfather. I'm a happy grandfather. I got four great boys. I got uh, three beautiful grandkids. Hopefully, more coming. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm blessed. Yeah, that's good. Yep, very good. Well, um, thank you for clearing up your very, very busy schedule for this. <laughs> I um, really appreciate it. Um, he's actually he's being he's about to get ushered away by his agent. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna end this one pretty quickly. So um, thank you so much for listening. This has been kind of a short and sweet episode. We. Um, I was wondering how long it was going to take you to interview me. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. We wanted to just, um, I wanted to just kind of bring this back right now because I think, I don't know, hopefully this was just kind of good to listen to, to just kind of take your mind off of everything horrible that's happening right now. And we're all, we're all dealing with this differently. And that's the thing, like we're all dealing with this, you know? So I think like, um, we can just, just don't isolate yourself. Don't close yourself off. Reach out to people. If you're in a dark place, that's okay, but you can't, it does you no good to just wallow in it because right. we don't know how long this is going to last. That's right. Right. So, so it's okay. So this could be just the beginning. Who knows? Yeah. 
But, you know, we love you, and it's okay. And you <laughs> – so, all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, again, welcome to season two. <laughs> My friends are cooler than me. Um, can't wait to keep doing this more. Um, we're going to be – keep going to this on, on a weekly basis again. So next week we're going to have the amazing Mr. Jay Teamer on, uh, on the podcast again. Uh, it will be over FaceTime. So this is going to be a very interesting time right now, but we're all dealing. So I hope you had a great day or night or whatever time it is around you. And you are loved. Stay safe. Thank you very much. Goodbye now.